0: Twenty-four. I was beneath the helicopter Sober Jake, Axe, Cassie, and David Rachel and Tobias were stuck outside Poor Rachel and Tobias The helicopter sat low to the ground And since it rested in a sort of shallow depression in the deck We were almost entirely hidden from sight I looked at Jake Demorph He said tersely This is going to get nasty Be ready for a fight We demorphed. Within minutes, we were four very scared kids and one shaky andalite, lying beneath the president's helicopter. I looked at David to see how he was maintaining. He looked like he was getting ready to visit a dentist who didn't believe in Novocaine. He was ready to wet himself. Good, I thought. Only an idiot wouldn't be scared. Looking past him and the others, I could see hork feet rushing around the helicopter. They carried an unconscious man from the helicopter. I saw dark gray suit pants and black shoes. I saw the sole of one shoe. There was a slash across one heel, like he'd stepped on something sharp. The president? If so, we had less than zero time. Ox, Jake whispered. We need a destruction. Jake obviously thought the same. We needed time to morph. I think if I were Axe, I might have felt just slightly resentful right then It was like, Axe man, go get yourself killed so we can take our time morphing But Axe is a soldier deep down inside Smug and superior sometimes, loopy and silly other times Axe is still an Andalite Arths, a warrior in training And he's Alfangor's brother, which tells you a lot Yes, Prince Jake, I think that would be a good idea Unfortunately, it wasn't such a good idea There was no room Axe was squeezed in beneath the helicopter's bottom And it was suddenly obvious that none of us could go to our combat morphs in such a small space This was not going to come down to a quick battle We were already too late to save the man in the slashed shoe David, I whispered His face was just inches from me now As he squirmed to get out of Axe's way Did Cassie set you up with a bug morph? He looked confused She made me touch, I mean, a choir, a cockroach, is that what you mean? Jake, I said, he has a cockroach morph, what do you think? Jake nodded. He wasn't happy, obviously, but it was the only way. We'd have to morph something small enough to get out from under the helicopter, then worry about breaking up whatever was going on. Okay, dude, I said to David, we're morphing roaches. Just focus down hard, shut your eyes, and don't think about it. So far, nothing was going well. For one thing, we didn't have Rachel or Tobias with us. For another thing, we were trapped beneath a helicopter. And for a final thing, whoever the guy with the slash shoe was, we were going to be too late to help him. Unless they moved awfully slowly, the Yerks would have plenty of time to infest him. I assumed the slash shoe man was the President of the United States. And man... You just don't want to think about your president being a slave of alien invaders If that happened, the only possible thing we could do Would be to kidnap the man and keep him locked up for three days Till the yerk in his head died from lack of condrona rays Kidnap the president Off an alien spaceship And keep him hidden for three days No problem It's not like anyone would be looking for him Only the entire world Take it easy, Marco, I told myself One step at a time I focused on the cockroach whose DNA was inside me And I began to change I watched David He was watching me Eyes showing white all around as he stared Close your eyes, I said He did But a second later they were open again He was morphing, but slowly He was shrinking quickly enough And was already no more than two and a half feet long And the hard brown wings were forming on his back But the really hideous stuff hadn't started yet I felt my own body shrink And saw the floor expand out in every direction at once I saw my skin grow hard and yellow-brown Like old man fingernails I glanced again at David So far, so good He was still shrinking The roach body was taking shape The neck was already pinched down The wings were distinct His arms had begun to segment His legs likewise He was halfway to roach but his face was still mostly human Distorted, twisted, contorting as it was reconfigured to be a roach face But his eyes were still staring white He'll be okay, I told myself As long as he gets past the extra legs And just then, the extra legs appeared First on me Sploot, sloot They came shooting out of what had been my sides Two big, long, hairy cockroach legs and i guess my face probably turned rochy at that point too because when i next saw david it was through compound eyes so i saw hundreds of tiny distorted images of him opening his mouth to scream and when i heard the weird railing moaning horrible sound it vibrated down my antennae chapter 25 he opened his mostly human mouth to scream it wasn't much of a scream because his lungs were almost gone but it was enough. A loud Horcbiger voice yelled, Hitnef, challah, challah! No sound. Everything got very quiet, and then it was easy to hear when David screamed a second time. Shut up, you moron! I yelled.
1: David, calm down, it's okay!
0: Cassie said, being somewhat more gentle than me. Huff, the hork voice said. I didn't need a hork to English dictionary to figure that out. It meant, get the viscer. We need to get out of here, Jake said. David!
1: David! Listen to me. Get a grip. Do it now. You can be
0: hysterical some other time. That seemed to penetrate David's consciousness. He stopped screaming, but he began demorphing. He was getting more human. David! Cassie said.
1: Listen to me. You are going to die if you don't get a grip. Finish morphing the cockroach. It's the only way. No way. Do it, David. She said. I know it's creepy, but it's better than being dead. Besides, we've all done it. Marco has done it. He's not screaming like a baby, is he? Aren't you as tough as Marco? Marco.
0: I'd never seen this exact side of Cassie. She's always good at understanding people. It hadn't occurred to me she'd be good at manipulating people if she had to.
1: You know what Marco did the first time he morphed a roach?
0: Cassie continued.
1: Just what you're doing. He freaked. But he maintained. It's okay that you freaked. But you have to maintain now.
0: I watched. And slowly, slowly, David melted toward full cockroach. Of course, now he'd really hate me Cassie had used the tension between me and David to manipulate him It was the right thing to do Necessary if we were going to live But it was ruthless in a way too Not that I had much time to worry about that Because now the helicopter was coming up off the floor The Yerks were using a magnetic field to lift it and see what was underneath If he can do it, I can do it David said at last I should have kept my mouth shut but I guess I wouldn't be me if I always did the sensible thing So I said When you've kicked half the York butt I've kicked Then you can talk, new boy See? Stupid Now I just confirmed that David would hate me Motor on out of here! Jake yelled as the sky above us grew lighter It was the helicopter rising, rising slowly up We hauled like only a cockroach can haul Six legs scampering madly like Wild E. Coyote loading up to chase Roadrunner. Zoom! Off across the steel deck. Zoom! Over a seam in the floor that was maybe an eighth of an inch, but seemed like a wide ditch. Zoom! My little compound eyes, millimeters above the ground, my antennae waving, streaming out behind me. Zoom! We were vipers on the interstate. We were Porsches on the Autobahn. We were like those crazy rocket cars out in the salt flats. We were moving at full, screaming, cockroach speed. Which, unfortunately, is about walking speed for an average adult human.
1: Step on them!
0: Visitor 3 cried triumphantly.
1: Crush them!
0: But we had one other skill in addition to looking disgusting. We were agile little bugs. Ever try and step on a roach going full out? Ever try and step on a roach armed with full human intelligence? It isn't easy. Whoosh! Down came something so big it blocked out the sky I stalled the legs on my left Motored the legs on my right And did a bat turn that would have left the Batmobile skidding
1: Boom!
0: A hork clawed foot the size of Arkansas landed behind me Ha! Too slow Too slow by about three millimeters Next one might get me Then... Opening up ahead here! Jake yelled Opening to where? I didn't care. I saw a dark, horizontal band stretching forever to my left, and almost forever to my right. It was just a seam between one level of steel and another, but it was taller than a quarter was thick, and that's all I needed.
1: Whoosh! Boom! Ah!
0: Suddenly, I was running on five legs. One had been yanked out by the roots as the horpishier toe landed on it. The roach didn't care. It creeped me out. But the roach was indifferent. We were in a two-dimensional universe. Below us, steel. Above us, pressing down on our backs, steel. We could go forward slash back, and left slash right. That was it. We were in Etch-A-Sketch drawing. Light ahead, Axe reported. We went for the light. But overhead was a pounding thunderstorm like nothing you've ever imagined. Dozens of humongous hork running above us their massive impacts translating down through the steel. We might as well have been running around inside a drum.
1: Boom, 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 boom.
0: See, isn't this fun, David? I said, trying out a little humor. Ah, yes. Life as an anamorph. It's not a job. It's an adventure. All the while, the dim light ahead grew brighter. And suddenly, the pounding footsteps above us died off. We had passed beneath some kind of wall, Bulkhead, I guess it's called, on a ship Anyway, the thunder was behind us, the light ahead of us And I was starting to experience a tiny ray of hope amidst the gibbering terror Say one thing for roaches, they don't wear out What's that sound? David asked My whole body could feel that the hissing was behind us And my antennae were already getting a sick, quivering feeling That they smelled something unpleasant I stopped Spun toward my two-legged side And looked back Through compound eyes I basically saw nothing Nothing but a narrowness A horizontal narrowness And yet Something was coming nearer I could feel it Something that smelled Something that Raid! I screamed They're gassing us Chapter 26 The light! Axe yelled. Go to the light! If that gas reaches us, we'll not only go to the light, we'll be saying hello to all our dead relatives and explaining our impure thoughts to St. Peter! I cried. What? Axe asked, puzzled. Just run! The gas! The light! The gas! The light! A pole heading upward into the light. Zoom! A roach shot up the pole.
1: Zoom! Zoom! Zoom!
0: And then me. The little roach brain, which wasn't bright enough to add 2 plus 2, was a world-class expert at running away. I jumped, went vertical, hit that pole, and up I went. Zoom! The gas wave rolled by beneath me. I hauled straight up, out into the light. Yeehaw! I screamed in total idiot glee at having survived. Rachel is going to be so mad she missed this. We were in a very bright room. Steel floor all around, with just one distant pair of pork legs. And then, over my head, I saw it. The leaning tower of wingtip. A gigantic shoe, cocked at an angle, totally still. It seemed so tall it was like it was disappearing into the clouds. It may well have been a size 13 More important, my weird, colored, fragmented, crazy, funhouse eyeballs Managed to notice that the heel had a gouge in it Slash you, man, I said Who? Cassie asked The President of the United States, I said I've always wanted to meet him But somehow, I wasn't imagining this particular scene I thought we'd shake hands And i figured I'd have hands. The sound of approaching steps. Strange steps. Something with four legs, Axe said ominously. That meant only one person. Hide, Jake said. Where? I wondered. Up his leg, Cassie cried. We climbed the leg of the president. Up over the polished shoe. Up across the sock. Up to the like hair, and we cowered there beneath gray wool and missed a sparse forest of like hairs. Hooves walked into the room. Visor 3.
1: We're out of time,
0: the Viscer muttered to the Hawkbyshire guard.
1: Insects were discovered beneath the helicopter, and are like bandits in Morph, or just insects? Either way, no time left. I'll acquire him now.
0: Acquire? I echoed in my mind. Huh? Then it occurred to me. Slashu wasn't going to be infested. Visser 3 was acquiring his DNA. He wanted to be able to morph the president. Of course. How could I have been so stupid? Like Visser 3 would ever let another Yurk take control of the most powerful human on Earth. He was going to acquire him. Then he could become the president whenever he wanted Suddenly, we were moving The hork bijou was dragging Slashu along the deck Now what? David asked
1: Good question
0: Cassie muttered Slashu wasn't being dragged far They're putting him back on the helicopter Axe said I believe they intend to return the helicopter to its original flight plan Replacing the hologram They'll reverse the stun effect, and the humans on board will wake up, remembering nothing. It will be as if nothing happened. I agree, Jake said. Do we stay with the hairy leg here, or do we bail and maybe do some damage here on the bladeship? I asked. Bail, Jake said. We can't just demorph in the President's helicopter. The President won't be alone, and even if he's straight, others may not be. There could be a shootout. So? David said boldly. I thought we were supposed to kick butt. Not on our own president, duh, I said. We bailed. Down the hairy leg. Across the sock. Down the back of the shoe to drop onto the steel deck.
1: Back where we started from,
0: Cassie remarked.
1: Under the helicopter.
0: It took about three seconds for us all to form a mental picture of what that meant. We were standing on the hatch The hatch that would be open to release the helicopter "Uh Uh-oh, I said And then the hatch began to move beneath us Directly beneath us A bright line of daylight appeared in the floor not an inch away I turned to run The line widened And that's when I realized that not even a roach can outrun the wind The wind reached in, plucked me up swept me into the escaping air and sucked me down through the widening crack in the floor. No! I yelled. I saw two roaches fly past, like jets in the powerful wind. I grabbed at the deck with my two front legs and held on, for about one millionth of a second. And then I was falling. Falling, whirling, twisting, down, 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 toward the ground below. Hello, Phantomorphs, and thank you for listening to another episode of Audiomorphs, the Animorphs auditory experience. As always, this is your host Daniel, and we're here again, another book down that uh, snuck up on me. I, for some reason, thought there was a few more chapters left of that, but no, that was the end of it. So there you go. That is, of course, um, part one of a trilogy. So we've got two more books in a continuous story here to get to, um, and we will. Uh, so good stuff. (laughs) Uh, got some messages. Uh, this first one came in on Tumblr, and I, honest to God, just cannot remember if I've read this on air before. So if I have, uh, sorry, I guess. But, uh, Harry the Stag has written in to say, I just started listening to your audio version of Animorphs, and I love it. It's my first time going into the series, although I remember reading one of the books as a child and not understanding anything. Thank you so much for recording this series. Listening to it instead of reading it makes it so much easier to integrate into my everyday life. Uh, You're welcome, Harry the Stag, and thank you for listening. I'm glad you're enjoying yourself. I got one more uh, message, and this came in through my website, theapodcalypse.com. This is from Joe, who writes, I'm Joe. Hi, Joe. My family and I love listening uh, to listen to your podcast. We listen to your podcast and no other because you do all the separate voices, and no other person that I found does that. Thank you so much for making an amazingly wonderful podcast. Animorphs is an amazing book series. I agree, Joe. That's why I'm doing this. Uh, I do think other people do voices. I feel like I've checked out a few other audio projects, and they have had uh, voices, but um, you know what? It's fine. You can continue listening to me. You know, I shouldn't be uh, giving my competition-free advertising. Uh, stay here. I'll do the voices. Don't even worry about it, Joe. <laughs> um, if you, like Joe or Harry the Stag would like to write in, you can do that through uh, the aforementioned Tumblr, and that's audiomorphscast.tumblr.com. Uh, through the aforementioned website, that's theapocalypse.com. It's like Apocalypse, but with a D in the middle. Or uh, through Gmail, that's audiomorphscast.gmail.com. Or now on Twitter. That's at Audiomorphs on Twitter. Uh, Also, keep an eye on the Twitter for any uh, updates on scheduling. If I'm ever late, that's where you want to go to find out why. Other than all of that, uh, let's see. If you use Apple Podcasts and you'd like to leave me a rating and review, I sure would appreciate it. Um, If you have friends or family or coworkers, um, you know, casual acquaintances... Uh, Even a stranger on the street that you think might like Animorphs in an audio version, go ahead and recommend this to them. And I think that's uh, all I have for you this week, so thank you all for listening. I'll get the supercut of this book out uh, sometime next week, and then we'll just be on to the next one. My name is Daniel, and I believe one day the Andalites will come. Until then, we fight.